with insights and analysis of today's rapidly shifting world. Welcome to the Jewish Patriot Show with Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist, Cindy Gross, featuring exclusive interviews with today's top newsmakers and trendsetters. And now, your Jewish Patriot, Cindy Gross. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Jewish Patriot with your host, Cindy Gross. I am today's premier Jewish woman activist, and you don't have to be Jewish to be a part of the show with Cindy. We have a huge show tonight, so join me in my opening segment, My Pearls of Wisdom, because I am Zisel Peril, Sweet Pearl. Tonight's theme is justice blind or is it corrupt? Our guests tonight are very public figures who are going to answer their versions of what they think justice is. But not everybody is as fortunate as them to have the media attention and access to top attorneys and the support of thousands of people in each state across the country. There are many people who go to work, they see things that are not right, they are whistleblowers, then their whistleblower protection is violated and breaking federal, state, and local laws. And I am one of those people. For me, justice is definitely corrupt. I was an award-winning teacher in a school system that was failing, especially Democratic minority parents, run by uh, people who were chosen for their leadership because of the color of their skin and not by merit. Everything I saw in that school that I tried to report to unions, my immediate supervisors, to the teachers union, to uh, various offices of the local New York City Department of Education governments, and even as high as the mayor's office, were all documented, were all submitted with evidence, and yet... I was harassed, I was intimidated, and I was punished to the point that I had to file a lawsuit in 2011. The New York Post picked up my lawsuit. Six months later, I received notice of a retaliation firing. It was one of the longest uh, hearings arbitration in the history of the teachers unions. It lasted 37 days. And because they wanted to make sure they wanted to get rid of me, they actually paid for the transcripts. So they gave me thousands and thousands of pages of documented evidence and proof that everything I reported was accurate, that they went as far and they admitted this in various testimonies, because there was so much conflict between principal, assistant principal, parents, teachers, guidance counselors, school secretaries, you name it. Everything that I proved, that I said, proved to be true. Yet, through the wonderful system that was dominated by Democrats tied to the teachers' unions and to elected officials who work with the teachers' unions, I was illegally terminated because someone under whistleblower protection doesn't get fired. 
Now, over a decade later, my case has been transferred from judge to judge to lawyer to lawyer through the Department of Education. We still cannot get all of our demands of discovery, and we cannot get an entire list of witnesses that they will have testified. Why? Because half of their witnesses are tied to scandals that made headline news in newspapers and on TV. Multiple people have been arrested. The school is still making headlines for below uh, below standard grades, for parent dissatisfaction, and because there have been many scandals within the staff after I was fired. But everything I said was true. So where was justice fair? Where was justice blind? Where was justice corrupt? Worst of all, this has wasted thousands upon thousands of dollars of taxpayer dollars that could have gone to help students, especially minority students. I need your help. I am not as fortunate as the other two uh, guests tonight to have such a public uh, display of support. There are many, many, many more people like me. Justice is blind. The one branch of our government that was supposed to be political party blind is now not. We have multiple cases in my state alone. We all need your help if we are going to keep America great. It's bad enough we have to rebuild it. But it did not take overnight to get it this low. It's not going to take overnight to get it back up. But we've got to start today and now. So join me and join everybody on the show tonight who discusses is justice blind or corrupt. We'll be back after this brief message. In the latest spy thriller from Pencraft first place award-winning novelist Jeffrey S. Stevens comes his best character yet. CIA operative Nick Reagan in The Handler. The Handler is the new heart-pounding, dizzying global conspiracy novel that follows the adventure of two CIA operatives from New York to Pakistan, Paris, Las Vegas, and ultimately, America's heartland as they race to prevent a series of terrorist attacks. Here's what's being said about The Handler. Think Jason Bourne for The New Millennium. Ryan Steck, editor-in-chief, The Real Book Spot. Pulsing with reality, The Handler takes you to the precipice with thrills and terror at every hairpin turn. Best-selling author, Chris Beakey. A taut terrorism thriller that mesmerizes with a dizzying global conspiracy and believable stakes. BestThrillers.com Available now on Amazon.com and wherever you get your favorite books. Get your copy and put yourself right in the middle of the CIA's toughest mission yet. My award-winning novel, Jeffrey S. Stevens. Joining us now are two men who are real patriots, who really 
believe in the American dream and did everything they could and was sacrificed because they stood up for their principles. And what happened to them can happen to any one of you listening, watching, or sharing this information. We are so happy to have with us Paul Manafort and Peter Navarro. They both have best-selling books out right now. But I really want to have this discussion about is justice blind or is it simply just corrupt? I want to thank both of you for coming on. We'll start with uh, Pete. Um, Paul, we'll go first. We'll go alphabetically. Thank you for coming on. And tell us what that sentence means to you. Is justice blind or is it corrupt? Well, it's corrupt as far as I, my experience with it over the last five years. Uh, I was targeted because of uh, for politics, and uh, and they came after me uh, on issues that were not issues that were manufactured by the special counsel, outside of the mandate of the special counsel. Uh, and the whole purpose of targeting me was to try and get me to to flip and uh, provide uh, information to them on Donald Trump which they could then bring charges on the hoax of uh, Russian collusion. It's a hoax that they knew about from the very beginning. When they came after me, trying to get me to turn on Trump, they knew that the, the, the Russian collusion narrative was created by the Clinton campaign uh, with the support of the Obama White House. And, uh, and yet it didn't stop them. Uh, it, it, the FBI was, was in the middle of all of that. Uh, an FBI that, uh, was politicized in the Washington office uh, and working uh, hand in glove with the uh, with the Obama White House and with the uh, the uh, Clinton campaign. And uh, in my book, I detail all of that and lay out how they did it, why they did it. And uh, but there was no question that uh, from my standpoint, I was not being treated equally with everyone else. If, if just compared to anybody, just look at Hunter Biden. Uh, I was I was indicted on fair charges of violating the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. Uh, they it was an issue that I had resolved with the Department of Justice before the special counsel was created that uh, that Weissman threw out. Uh, yet uh, Hunter Biden, with all the evidence on his laptop, has been given a total f- a pass. So uh, my situation was clearly one where a system had gone awry. It was the politicization of our justice system, and, uh, and they came after me in a way that no American should be treated. Peter Navarro, is justice blind or is it corrupt? It's weaponized right now, Cindy. The The problem we have um, going back, uh, I think, to 2018, um, at least in Capitol Hill, and as I talk about in the Taking Back Trump's America book, the, the Trump White House made a, a, a fatal mistake focusing too much on the Senate races in the 2018 cycle, and that allowed Nancy Pelosi to narrowly take control of the House of Representatives for the Democrats. And from that point on, uh, she has weaponized the investigatory powers of Congress in an unconstitutional way for only one purpose, and that's to prevent Donald Trump first from being in the White House. They tried to get him out through phony impeachments. And now in a preemptive coup, working with the FBI, they're trying to prevent him uh, from even running for president in 2024. And taking back Trump's America, I go back to the beginning in 2016 on the campaign. And uh, the arc of the FBI from that period of time, 2016 to now, um, strongly proves, it doesn't suggest, it doesn't indicate, it proves 
that the FBI is also weaponized for partisan purposes. Paul Manafort uh, got caught up uh, in a, a manufactured hoax that the FBI engineered colluding with uh, Hillary Clinton. It began in 2016. We lost uh, a, a great man in Mike Flynn as well, who, who uh, could and should have been our national security advisor. Roger Stone gets picked up and all of that. You fast forward. Paul was talking about Hunter Biden's laptop. I mean, look, the laptop from hell, we now know if we had gotten that information, the American people, Trump would still be in office. Who stopped that? Well, in part, the FBI, because they suppressed that information. The key theme of taking back Trump's America is not only that we need to get the White House back in 2024, but that's got to begin in the next 30 or so days by taking back the House of Representatives from Nancy Pelosi. Um, and that's kind of my focus. So I'm going to, first of all, I'm, I, I am also a victim of this judicial system. Paul knows a little bit about it. I have the longest running lawsuit in New York against the teachers unions. Randy Weingarten has actually told people in the New York uh, legal nicer division that I am one of her biggest wet, uh one of her biggest uh, enemies because I actually call out and I prove factually my case. But I'm going to disagree with something from your very own book. I think that one of the biggest problems we have, we had it in 2020, we're having it now, is that many of the people, and it's from your book, Peter, that you describe in your book were never Trumpers that are there, globalists. And you go into detail how many people were actually in the White House working that really working were not working with the American dream of taking back and making America great again. You go through it in quite detail at the beginning of your book, you and you label yeah. a lot of them. So I still think that's a problem. I think one of the reasons justice is still corrupt, I know that Trump picked three, quote unquote, conservative judges for the bench, but I don't know how it's helped us really. It didn't help him with all the impeachment information and it hasn't really helped on a lot of our issues. And now this abortion issue is what's going to really be a big issue come election day if de Democrats will get out people who are afraid of the abortion issue, which came about from the conservatives on the Supreme Court. Any thoughts on that, Paul? Well, I mean... Peter was right in his book. Uh, there were too many people who were not committed to the Trump agenda of draining the swamp. Uh, the reason for that, frankly, is because Trump wasn't a creature of Washington, which is the essence of his candidacy. Uh, and as a consequence, he didn't have a ready-made staff to move into office. And the, the swamp did what it always does to a, a winner. It surrounds him and, and tries to impose its will uh, through various positions in the government. I think that'll be different if Trump runs again in uh, 2024. If he runs, I believe he wins. Uh, and I think there he has been building a national staff now that can come in and do the job. I think this new Congress that's going to get elected next month, uh, where the Republicans will take majority, uh, will have, as part of the new membership of Republicans in Congress, people who are committed to the Trump agenda. Uh, you know, the media has been criticizing Trump for being imposing himself in the in the primary process. But he had to do that because he understood what what a, uh, a Republican co Congress that focused on being the establishment and not draining the swamp would mean. And he didn't want to see that again as far as the MAGA agenda is concerned. So I think we are making progress. Peter's right to call it out. Uh, and they sidelined a lot of Trump's agenda. 
But at the same time, uh, the man himself is emerging again. And notwithstanding all of the efforts that uh, that the media and the, and the Democrats are trying to uh, uh, target him on, uh, he's going to emerge. Uh, he's not he's not going to be sidelined, even if they indict him, which I can't imagine they would ever do on the spirits uh, charges that they're talking about. Uh, but even if they did that, he would still run. And I and I don't think his his appeal would be diminished at all. So your book is Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, but not silenced by uh, Skyhorse Publishing. And it's out. It's a bestseller. And of course, we see uh, Peter's book, Taking Back Trump's America. That is through uh, Post Hill Press. And they're both available on Amazon and in major bookstores everywhere. And if anybody wants the information, they'll get it actually through the radio and TV shows that I'm on. Uh, So, uh, Peter. What is your suggestion to the common person who is going through a crisis and feels that they are abused by the court system? Well, I I love that question. Uh, Let me just just make a quick note here. Today, my uh, Taking Back Trump's America book debuted at number three on U.S. Day Today nonfiction. And for the second time, for one of my books, the New York Times has failed to put it on its bestseller list, despite numbers to do so. And so that it just so people understand uh, what the gray lady does. It's part of the, the cancel culture that we're facing. I think uh, the most important thing that I recommend people to do today, if they're angry and frustrated about their government or their justice system, um, is to get the Republicans back in control of the House of Representatives. That's one of the missions of taking back Trump's America. It's got to be Trump Republicans. But if we can get a Republican Congress to seat in January of 2023, then we can begin um, doing in a legal and constitutional way what the Democrats have been doing in an illegal and unconstitutional way, which is to say subpoena folks at the FBI, at the Department of Justice, at the National Archives um, to get a handle on just who was making all these decisions to raid Mar-a-Lago or put me in leg irons or way back when um, do what they did to Paul Manafort. So I think the important thing, Cindy, action, action, action. That's the canon that Steve Bannon I feature in Taking Back Trump's America. It's like get involved in some congressional races. Um, And I'll I'll give you one. Zach Nunn uh, versus Cindy Axney in Iowa 3. You can go to the websites there, send them some money. Zach Nunn's got to take that seat. That'll be one seat closer to taking Nancy Pelosi out. I'll tell you another one. Sandy Smith from North Carolina in New York. I'm sorry, North Carolina 1 who has just received the Trump endorsement. I've been working with her for months. She's great. great. She's a true American patriot. This is what we got to do, Cindy. We got we to translate anger and frustration into action. And the best way to do that is to get involved in, uh, in some of these other races. There's another one in North Carolina, Bo Hines. Uh, there's the Senate race uh, in Arizona where uh, the, the the rhino Mitch McConnell is is screwing the, the candidate Blake Masters. Blake Masters is Trump endorsed in Arizona. He can win that race. There's no question about it, but he needs your help. 
So I'm going to ask, oh, go ahead, Paul, because then I have. I'm just going to add, this fight for the Congress is really critical, as Peter said. And I think what people have to do is feel motivated uh, and not discouraged. I mean, the media right now is trying to make it look like Republican, the Democrats are making a comeback in the November election, both in the House and in the Senate. And, and frankly, I don't, I don't see it at all. On the contrary, even in the Senate races, I think anywhere where you're seeing a Republican within five points of the, of, of the incumbent, uh, we have a very good chance of winning. Uh, so, so that I'm going to add in, I'm on Long Island. We could flip two seats here with uh, Anthony D'Esposito, New York 4, which is an open seat. George Santos, New York 3. We have Garbarino, who's there, so we're going to have to deal with them. But New York 1, where Lee Zeldin was, is Nicola Loder. And based on what's going on on Long Island, is separate from the rest of the state, it seems to be, from Congress down, a red wave going. Well, they, and, all and Trump, in, no, but they are a red Cal- wave. Even in Southern California, you've got four House races that Republicans are very running very strongly in. So when you're running strongly in New York, and you're really struggling in California, you know there's a wave that's rolling, and uh, and the media can do what they want to diminish the the impact of it, but it's coming. But as Peter said, it's incumbent upon all of us to get out, turn on our vote, uh, and to make sure that the the wave has the impact because winning big is what the motivation should be, uh, and right. and carrying a strong Congress of MAGA people because there's still going to be you know, establishment Republicans in the House and the Senate. Is that what they? But the new people, many of whom are running, are, can't will be MAGA Republicans, and those are the people that we need to elect to office because they will allow the Republicans to uh, to begin to do the things that are necessary to depoliticize our judicial system. And another thing will happen as a consequence, and I talk about this in the book. What's going to happen to the Democrats as they shrink in Washington? Is the radical left is going to be more dominant in the Democratic Party in Washington? That's right. And they are going to make more extreme uh, uh, policy efforts uh, on the Biden administration, where they will, in my judgment, implode the Democratic Party in uh, in, in Washington, uh, and which will be a very strong foundation for us going into 2024. So the bigger the margin, the the, the more impactful we will be on change, on investigations and on new legislation, and also on helping the Democrats to do what they need to destroy themselves. So we didn't really answer my question, and it's coming to election day, and people go into the booths, and I say these local elections are key, and that's local judges, because they become state judges, and then they they go up to the national level, and people want to know how they could trust judges. I myself, in my case, the judge on my case, or the county clerk, her daughter is an assembly person endorsed by the teachers union, a total conflict of interest. People don't know this because how do you tell the average person to get to know what's going on in their court systems and their judgeships so that nobody ever has to go through what you guys have gone through? You want to take it first, uh, Peter? Well, you want to go, uh, Paul, since Peter is one first. Uh, I mean, the, the, the answer is you've got to pay attention at the local level. I mean, we've seen what George Soros and the Democratic left has done. Uh, on the on the, the district attorney races, the ju- judicial race, races where you elect local judges, and also in the school boards. Uh, and, and there is an effort that's being made. Uh, part of it's being motivated by the Republican National Committee, part of it by Trump's, uh, Trump's political action committees. Uh, and it's important that the wind that we're, I'm talking about, that wave, has to roll all the way down ballot 
uh, to these other positions. Only when that starts to happen will we start to recapture government. And the essence of my book, and, I, and I, I, Peter's as well, is that what happened to Peter and me and Roger and Flynn is, is, is just an example of what's going to happen to the American people. And, you know, and back then, I finished my book at the end of last year, so it included the first year of the Biden administration. Back then, we had seen them trying to create a board of censorship at Homeland Security, targeting parents at school board meetings, making victims of, of crimes, to the bad people. Uh, and now you've seen even more with this IRS uh, army that they're trying to create to come after conservatives. Uh, you know, and so they they're not hiding their targets and their targets aren't Peter and me. We are just an examples targets of the American people who they want to cower into you know, either giving up uh, or coming over. And, uh, and the public has shown resilience in their belief in our Constitution, but now they've got to show it with their feet. And, uh, and that's going to be very important. Peter, your thoughts on that. How do you tell people to trust the court system when they see what's happened to you and Paul? <laughs> I'm not and, sure I would tell Donald them Trump. that. I, I think I, I, look, I, I would tell them that uh, the, you know, the fish rots from the head up. And uh, that's why you've got to take out peacefully people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden at the ballot box. Um, and uh, it, Paul's absolutely right. You've got to educate yourself about who you're voting for on on the ballot, but there's so many races that can be, let's face it, that can be a daunting task. So first best, um, and this is the theme of taking back Trump's America, is like, let's get people back in control of, of the House, the Senate, and the White House who are going to have our interests at heart, who are going to restore faith in our justice system. Like, I, the, the, the polling out on the FBI is horrific right now. It's like, it's like a majority of Americans appear not to have any trust in the FBI. I mean, that's like from you know, when I was a kid, like I worshiped the FBI. It's like what's cool, right? It ain't, ain't cool right now when they, they put people in leg irons and raid uh, raid Mar-a-Lago um, for, for reasons that are way over the top and send frogmen to Roger Stone's house to let CNN know they're coming so they can have a bread and circus day on the media. So point is, action, action, action. It's political action. Let's take back the House of Representatives. Let's take back the White House. That way we'll take back Trump's America, which is peace and prosperity, a secure southern border and an end to endless wars. That's what we stand for. And when Paul originally was with President Trump in 2016, that's that's where the whole Trumpism started and and uh, we need to finish that uh, that mission. Any last thoughts before we close, Paul? Well, I mean, it it sounds like a cliche, but it's not. You make a difference. The American people make a difference, and uh, uh, I do believe that they now understand who is president matters. The contrast between Trump and Biden is so stark on things that hit people right in their pocketbook, uh, their safety on the streets, their ability to go to work, uh, their kids' education. It's all come out. Uh, and the American people understand now that, uh, that you know, sitting in a basement, hiding from the American people, they, they were fooled uh, by, by the Biden campaign. 
uh, in the, but they can't be fooled again. They have to take responsibility Absolutely. because as I say in my book and as Peter talks in his, they're coming after the American people next. And so it's, it's their houses that are at risk now, not just my family and not just Peter's family. And they have to stand for, step forward and, and make the November 8th an impactful day. And Peter, closing thoughts from you? Sure. <laughs> get, get Paul's book, uh, Political Prisoner in Mind, Taking Back Trump's America, as a package. Uh, these are important books. Like I say, for me, Taking Back Trump's America is a mission because literally it's what we need to do. If we don't take back the House of Representatives and then the White House in 2024, we are going to face a decade of stagflation, which is horrific inflation um, and recession like we had in the 1970s. I'm old enough to remember it. Uh, I'd like to forget it. I don't want it to happen again. So, Cindy, I appreciate um, your time. It's always a pleasure uh, to see Paul. Um, and uh, I, w- I wish you you well, Paul, and uh, and Cindy well. And thanks for the time today. Uh, once again, the books are Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, by, But Not Silenced from Skyhorse Publishing and Taking Back Trump's America from, from Post Hill Press. And both of them are available on Amazon in bookstores. And you can get the information from my website and from all the outlets that have my show airing. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining us. You're true patriots. You're true Americans. And the majority of Americans appreciate the work you did, you continue to do, and that you will do in the future. Thank you so much for joining the Jewess Patriot. Thank you, Cindy. Bye-bye, Peter. Take care, Cindy. Take care, Paul. In the latest spy thriller from PenCraft first place award-winning novelist Jeffrey S. Stevens comes his best character yet. CIA operative Nick Reagan in The Handler. The Handler is the new heart-pounding, dizzying global conspiracy novel that follows the adventure of two CIA operatives from New York to Pakistan, Paris, Las Vegas, and ultimately, America's heartland as they race to prevent a series of terrorist attacks. Here's what's being said about The Handler. Think Jason Bourne for the new millennium. Ryan Steck, editor-in-chief, The Real Book Spot. Pulsing with reality... The Handler takes you to the precipice with thrills and terror at every hairpin turn. Best-selling author Chris Beakey. A taut terrorism thriller that mesmerizes with a dizzying global conspiracy and believable stakes. BestThrillers.com Available now on Amazon.com and wherever you get your favorite books. Get your copy and put yourself right in the middle of the CIA's toughest mission yet. My award-winning novel, Jeffrey S. Stevens. Welcome back. I have a very special closing, and it's perfect for Pearls of Wisdom. We're going to end on a high note. There were some shining moments at New York Fashion Week, but the most shiny moment of all was sitting in the front row of the Zhang Toy Spring-Summer 2023 collection, because in that front row were people you know and love, like Janine Pirro, Bill Hemmer, 
Katie Pavlich, uh, Carol Alt. Uh, there were so many people there, people from One America News and Newsmax. Uh, the, the show made headline news in the New York Post. Uh, Judge Janine featured it on The Five. And I was very lucky because Zhang Toy is a dear friend of mine. And many of you know Zhang Toy dresses many of the people in the Trump family. He actually was one of the few invited guests to the Ivana Trump funeral. And he actually dressed the Trump men on their official visit to England, the time that Donald Trump was president meeting Queen Elizabeth II. So tonight's closing is the finale of the Zhang Toy Fashion Show, given to you exclusively from Zhang Toy and the Jewish Patriot. Enjoy, and we'll see you next week.
got some more on my plate. My baby got me looking forward to the end of the day. What you say? You and me. Just forget about the past. Throw it in the trash. What you say? You and me. On my skin, this is love. I know it is. I know it sounds super cliche, but you make me feel some type of way. This is falling, falling in love. I know it sounds super cliche, but you make me feel some type of way. This is falling, falling in
Feet up on the dash, driving nowhere fast, burning through the summer. Radio on blast, make the moment last. She got solar power. Minutes feel like hours. She knew she was the baddest. Can you even imagine falling like I did? For the love of my life, she's got glow on her face, a glorious look in her eyes. My angel of light. I was all alone with the Feet up on the dash, driving nowhere fast, burning through the summer. Radio on blast, make the moment last. She got solar power. Minutes feel like hours. She knew she was the baddest. Can you even imagine falling like I did? For the love of my life, she's got glow on her face. Her glorious look in her eyes. My angel of light. I was all alone with the
lovers. Feet up on the dash, driving nowhere fast, burning through the summer. Radio on blast, make the moment last. She got solar power. Minutes feel like hours. She knew she was the baddest. Can you even imagine falling like I did for the love of my life? She's got glow on her face, a glorious look in her eyes. My angel of Listening to blonde, falling for each other. Pinking orange skies, feeling super childish. No Donald Glover. Miss call from my mother. Like, where you at tonight? Got no alibi. I was all alone with the love of my life. She's got glitter for skin. My radiant beam in the night. I don't need no light to see you shine.
Fashion Week is roaring along, and I'm at the Harmony Club for Zhang Toy's latest collection, Pretty in Black and White. So don't adjust your TV. There ain't no color in this show. Zhang Toy put his sumptuous fabrics and hand embroidery on the runway, absent the rich colors that usually adorn his gowns. The show was all black and white. What was the inspiration for this well, season? The inspiration for Spring 2023, I was、uh, using my fantasy of、uh, this gorgeous young girl who come of age, who would grow up as a tomboy, discover the beauty of haute couture. So she decided to raid her grandmother's closet, her mother's closet, and borrow her、uh, grandmother's、uh, ballroom in the Grand、uh, Chateau or Castle or George Castle. And she decided one weekend just throw a big black and white sweater for all her beautiful young friend. And why the black and white? I always think of Truman Capote and the black and white ball. What inspired the black and white? You know what? I never thought of Truman Capote. I compare with the famous black and white ball. I just want to make a big statement, and you know, especially since the COVID, I'm not allowed to travel internationally for my、uh, for my inspiration. With this collection, lift everybody up. You know, it's been, everyone has been in the lockdown for the last two years. I just want a really, really clean cleanse that we're starting a new page in black and white to make everybody. Happy and make every put a smile on everybody's face. One of Zhang Toy's biggest fans is supermodel Carol Alt. What is it about this designer that turns you out so beautifully and makes you guys such great friends? I don't know. Well, first of all, this man makes me laugh more than any other person on the planet. He is the sweetest, the kindest, the most creative, gentle soul I've met in this industry. But besides that. I love his clothes. <laughs> I mean, I, I must have every. You know, he asked me one day. He goes, "You have a couple of my pieces," and I started counting. I was like, "Oh my god, I think I have like fifty or sixty of your pieces." There are many more fashion shows and fashion events coming up this Fashion Week, and they're live and in person. The first time we've really seen this since 2019 on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. George Whipple, New York One. Thanks for watching the Jewish Patriot Show with Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist Cindy Gross. Be sure to download Cindy's next program as well as previous ones available internationally on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and in Israel on Jewish Podcasts. See you next time on the Jewish Patriot Show.